0: this is the fantasy focus baseball podcast here are your hosts tristan cockroft and eric Carabel.
1: That's right. This is the Fantasy Focus Baseball from Monday, April 29th, 2019. He is Tristan, also known as the best fantasy player on the planet. I am merely Eric. And um, pushing all the right buttons today and handling the hash browns is our own Arya Stark, young and talented Kyle Sapi. Now, you guys don't know who Arya Stark is, but most everyone else in the world who watches Game of Thrones does. Anyway... Uh, on today's show, before the ESPN Fantasy staff gathers in Bucolic, Bristol, Connecticut for the annual Fantasy Football Summit, that's right, we'll all be together tomorrow. And we'll do the show together in person on Thursday, if they let us. We will talk highlights and lowlights from a busy weekend today, including more than one prospect debuting. That's more than one. Plus, pitchers to watch this week, closers, common mills, vampire, and myriad hash browns. Tristan, hope you had a good weekend.
0: I had a good weekend, and I know who Arya Stark is, because thanks a lot, <laughs> y'all, for keeping me off social media, because this is like a spoiler fiesta everywhere. Oh, stop it. You're never going to watch. I am I, going to watch. Can... I, look, I'm I'm still going to watch despite spoilers. I have an idea of several of the major events that have happened in this series, but I, I don't think I've ever seen a show more spoiled on there. I mean, like a hundred hours you right. would
1: need to watch. You don't have the time to, to watch like one show, yet alone a hundred hours of a show. Well, but it'll I'll... take
0: me seven years,
1: but it's all good. <laughs> And Kyle's never watched a movie. So let's get to the buzz from the weekend. Lots of stuff to discuss. So little time. So much to talk about. Is that the – anyway, let's do it. Here's the buzz. It's so much news. So little time. I was trying to remember the line – again, this is a movie, so Kyle won't get it. The Gene Wilder movie, one of my favorite movies as a kid. Uh, You know what I'm talking about. The um, Young Frankenstein. uh, No, Charlie and Chaka Factory and oh, uh yes. and he said i don't know if you saw that and he says uh so so much to do so little time he said he says the inverse of it you know like so little time so much to do i don't remember anyway
0: <laughs> you can get in trouble mixing that that statement around so let's sing some tunes so from... much
2: time and so little to do
0: that's what i yes. meant to say I
2: got you this google machine's amazing
0: that's what i oh you googled
1: that <laughs> oh yeah i got it that that's a fantastic one of my favorite handy, movies yeah. as a child anyway. that was an excellent movie yeah I did not see the remake. A world
0: of pure imagination. Sometimes I
1: refuse to see remakes of movies when I love the original so much, and that like I'm sure the remake with Johnny Depp was great, but I didn't. I refused to watch it.
0: I did not like it. They changed a very integral part of that story that really irked me. Uh, Well, you we don't want you to be irked. Because you win leagues, you, and if you're irked, be, you may not win your leagues. You'd be irked too if you saw what I was talking about. <laughs> Maybe someday I'll watch it. Just say Karen Happen always have daddy issues. <laughs> <laughs>
1: will I watch the replay or will you watch Game of Thrones? You'll watch all that right.
2: before he makes it all the way through.
1: Yeah, nobody can
0: watch nah. like that. Come on. I'm going to watch it. I'll watch it. All right. we'll, we'll, we'll be like 85, and we'll be discussing it then. I'll take my teeth out be like, hey. <laughs> all right, <laughs> Did so Vlad
1: so Gr- <laughs> Guerrero debuted. In Toronto this weekend, and he's batting only two fifty so just cut him in all your leagues. Um, did we learn anything from this? I mean, they moved him up to clean up in the batting order, so that was or did he hit third? I think he batted fourth, and um, Smoke hit second, which I thought was a little bit odd. But um, anyway, uh, your thoughts on Vlad from the weekend? Anything there, or I mean, he should be active in all your leagues anyway.
0: He should be, yeah. And look, I he hit in all three games. Okay, great. It was a somewhat non-eventful debut weekend, but I don't think there was really a, much of a takeaway here other than, as you said, the lineup positioning fifth yesterday. No, I think he's going to be a heart of the order guy. Uh, he'll, You know what? He'll probably hit cleanup most often for the remainder of the year.
1: So Eloy Jimenez, who we think is pretty similar to Vlad in the ability to hit a baseball, went on the injured list Friday. He went into a wall. Don't run into walls, kids. Uh, high right ankle sprain. It's a couple weeks so now, obviously, we don't think they're going to end up with the same numbers because Vlad's going to hit more for the rest of the season. But what would you do with Eloy? If you're in an ESPN standard, can you make any case to keep him rostered, or are you just moving on?
0: Well, well first I'm going to note, I do think he is a noticeable step beneath Vlad. I, I do think Eloy is an exceptional young talent, however. But I think there's going to be a difference, and specifically about batting average. In our game, just because of the 1DL spot – well, I'm sorry, IL, injured list, injured list. i got to get that in my head. Because of that one spot in the three bench spots – I don't think you have the room to keep Eloy Jimenez around for, for the length of time it's going to take for him to come back. I don't think you can really wait on any guy who's not one of, say, the top 25, maybe the top 50 overall players, unless you just don't have somebody else who is hurt on your roster. If it's, if it's anything deeper, and if you have anything more than one IL spot, if it's a dynasty league or dynasty league especially, come on, you're keeping him around. Rest of the season, Eloy Jimenez
1: or Carter Kaiboom.
0: <laughs> That's a fair question. Oh, yes, that is a fair question. It's gonna be, uh, Eloy Jimenez. But I do like Mr. Earth Shattering Kaboom.
1: Are you sure? Uh, are you sure
0: here? <laughs> I am Cause, sure. Here. Cause,
1: so the Nationals on Friday called up Kaboom, Kai I don't know what is how to pronounce Kaboom! Come on, And he an homers as a pinch hitter. Family's in the stands. It's a beautiful story. And now he's playing regularly at shortstop, which he should. He's better than Wilmer Defoe. Um but when Trey Turner comes back in I don't know, maybe three weeks, uh does Brian Dozier sit or does Kiboom go back to key minors? What do you think happens here? And what is Kiboom as a prospect for fantasy? He's not a base dealer, but he's a guy who should put the ball in play. A Twenty home run possibility here, could it two seventy five. This this seems like an inch it's like a Luis Aureus with
0: a bit more pop. Luis aureus with a bit more pop. Oh. <laughs> Somehow my brain says that's a harsh judgment of him. <laughs> Why, uh, is that, why is that harsh? I, we love Orioles, don't we? No, no, we don't. All right, Keston Hura.
1: Keston Hura with more pop, because I, I view those guys similarly. None of those hitters steal bases, but they all hit for average. Kaboom, don't like that one
0: either? Well, is Kaboom 22 and 8, homers and steals? Yeah, uh, a Good walk rate. I think he's got pretty decent contact. That's probably going to be a little iffy in the initial stages. All right. But I I think he's the ceiling is, is for me better than it is for Urias. And is it better than Hura? Maybe not. I, I'm a big Hura fan, so I like I like the where you're going with that. I just I think he's here for the short term. I, right. I can't really get excited yet. So other uh, than I love the name and I love doing my little Bugs Bunny throwbacks.
1: But so. you know he's better than Dozer, don't you think they would play Kiboom over Dozer at second base? Mm, you're with me on uh
0: Dozer versus uh, Kaboom now, huh? Well, I'm just saying. I mean, I, I you're a Dozier fan, and I'm not. I mean, I'm not a Dozier been, fan. Yeah, you I'm, are. I was no, I was never. I'm Hunter Dozier, not Brian Dozier. Brian, Do- yeah, you are. <laughs> I you've been I you've been talking trying to my talk Brian Dozier for two years now.
1: Uh, I I don't want him on my teams now, and I'm pretty sure I didn't back in March. But if he keeps hitting the way he's hitting, I mean, they they finally moved Victor Robus up in the lineup. I'm just saying, like they'll they'll move on from Dozier quickly to play Kibum at second base. How many years, years on that d- deal,
0: by the way? What's that? How many years are on that deal? I thought it was a two year, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be... it a one year? I got to look. No, I think it was a two year. Okay. All right. Uh, so, maybe no, they don't no, move okay. On. It is a one year. I guess the second it's, one was a, an option. It's an option. So, mm-hmm. uh, we're
1: talking a lot. Fernando Tatis. Um, it was painful watching him, uh, do <laughs> the split yesterday. Like, normal people can't do that. I'd be out for four months. But he might play this week and he might not. It's a hamstring. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not a groin injury. That's a good sign. But it's – so we're talking Monday morning. If at Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern time, we still don't know if Tatis is going to be active for the next couple of days, do you sit him in a weekly league?
0: Oh, without question. There's really? no way he's in my lineup in a weekly league this week unless okay. I get a, a glowing uh, endorsement. I mean, that was, that was painful to watch, and I don't want to mess with hamstring injuries. You don't risk it, and you don't risk it with a player so young as this who's so integral to your team's future. You just can't.
1: So – for, for what we know now, I've got Tatis Jr. and my Losing Vampire team. Would you sit him this week? Currently, yes, absolutely.
0: For Willie Adamas?
1: That's my only other option. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not That's excited. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, this is the thing. I'm not excited about that. I will, I'm will. i going to defend that with the schedule a little bit. And that right. is that... Yeah, Tampa's got a great schedule. Yes, they have a fantastic schedule all around both sides hitting pitching. Uh and the other thing too is having a Dodger series coming up in the weekend for Tati. So let's say for example no, he does miss point. a couple of games early in the week it's tough pitching late. No, I'll
1: sit him. I I, I you convinced me. Um heartbreak for uh, my team again. It's a 5-5 tie which means I don't get the vampire player from Sean Rosales. So she was really lucky. Like one or two base hits would have decided that. 253 batting average of 252. But of course, you win again. Who who are you stealing?
0: <laughs> I, you know, my opponent this week benched Alex Bregman, Blake Snell and Jacob deGrom. Um, and, yeah, I know the injury things came into play in the pitcher's cases, but he did this specifically to avoid me stealing any of those three guys. So my, my tough choice was down between Eddie Rosario and Tommy Pham. I'm going to end Rosario. up with the number one seed in the playoffs without having nary a draft pick. He's unbe- you're unbelievable, man. Three wins in April, with it, which, I, I mean, I can't possibly have expected that. I was wait, hoping wait, for you're, one this I'm month. I'm winless. <laughs> you, you've won almost every week. I... I I I can't even be friends with you. All right. So <laughs> wouldn't you take Rosario if you had the choice between Rosario and Fam for the yeah. rest of the year in a points league? Who would it be? Well, yeah, in a points league, it's Rosario. Yeah, yeah. In a roto, I might take Fam because
1: he can steal twenty bases. Yes, but Fam can walk. Pham's I like pretty Pham. close. I do Pham like Fam too. I, who's more likely to play one hundred and fifty games? To me, it's Rosario. So uh Kyle writes in the note is Tristan the Patriots fear him even if the talent level on the roster is underwhelming uh, Kyle
0: I'm going to get gonna you for that
1: not going to be underwhelming for long you're I... going to have like the best team in the league if you keep stealing everybody's players
0: Kyle I'm going to get you for that
2: uh, you know you got to oh, call him how know. I see him you
0: you know I got to call
2: him how I see him
0: uh, oh great
1: <laughs> Tommy Listoa uh, had 10 home runs in 394 career games entering the season he has
0: 7 I know incredible <laughs> juice baseball
1: well, we talk about juicing the orange for players. How about hey, juice baseball? Hey, um,
0: L- La Stella in his defense, launch angle change? Yeah, he did something different. So, mm-hmm. give him credit. Um most added list
1: for batters briefly here. I assume is on. Hunter Dozier's number one. Dwight Smith, you don't want him. Christian Walker, Josh Reddick. Carter Kaboom's already number five. <laughs> um Yandy Diaz, who's an, a launch angle guy. Yandy, Yandy Diaz is gonna hit 25 home runs. I think. I have him on a lot of teams.
0: Yeah, the, the the Rays did see something, and that was signaled by that trade. It didn't make sense on paper. They had to have believed they could make enough of an adjustment that he put the ball over the fence. And it's kind of in the Christian Yelich thing, where it's an extreme ground ball guy where they're getting him to connect on his pitches. So far, so good.
1: Uh, most dropped. Enrique Hernandez had a bad week. Jesus Aguilar isn't even playing anymore. They're playing Eric Thames. How quickly? Dollar first. Yeah, and they just how quickly the Brewers stopped playing Jesus Aguilar. So, yeah, I would drop him. I'm not going to play him. But I, I still think not know where he, he's going to be heard from. But it, like if you're adding Christian Walker, Luke Voigt, guys like that for Aguilar, yeah, you, you should do it. You have to do it. Yep. People are dropping Profar. That's interesting. Um, Eloy obviously being dropped. Nobody has any patience. Malik
0: Smith can still steal 40 bases, people. I don't know why you're dropping them. I think people can't absorb the batting average or on-base percentage hit. I think it's simply that. And I have, have been disappointed in what I've seen in Malik Smith so far. But you can't give away stolen bases like that
1: and our favorite player Williams Estadio, with a hamstring injury how did he even hurt a hamstring he doesn't run fast enough <laughs> I, I don't I, I had to replace him in a bunch of leagues and I wasn't pleased to do so because I, I have in the to drop Vampire him. League um yeah <laughs> yeah I have him in Vampire 2 Combo Meals that's next let's hear it <coughs> Tim Anderson, Christian Yelich, Wilson Contreras, of all people, and Juan Soto, who is all Juan Soto will someday win an MVP. He will. I like. It. I can see him. I can see him one day hitting like three twenty five with forty home runs, doing what Yelich did last year. Juan what? Soto can do what Yelich did
0: last year. Well, not like first half, second half, but like overall, he's that good. I, you're, you're, we're talking strictly the numbers, not the style of play involved. But I mean, yeah, having that huge explosion kind of year, absolutely, I could see that. By the way, Knucklehead Wilson Contreras on that steal a home. Did you see that that play? I, yeah, I did. <laughs> I, did. <laughs> I mean, come but, on.
1: But all that really matters from that game is that Tyler Chatwood pitched and had a double.
2: And won. And That's scored it.
0: the winning run. Yeah, he,
2: yeah. he's just he Which doesn't is that rare actually. <laughs> but <laughs> Well, happens. actually,
0: I think it is rare. It's just that it's happened twice within the past calendar year. That's incredible.
1: Um Tim Anderson, give me his final numbers cuz this is You know, I did we did a I updated my rankings like a week ago. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't have Tim Anderson in my top fifty. I don't see how I can. But overall, y'all, oh, I yeah. agree with you. But his numbers tell us there's something special going on here. So like, what, what, give me numbers for Tim Anderson. Like really, what is, what is realistic? Cause I feel like he did this kind of last year, didn't he? he <laughs> and then he stopped doing it.
0: <laughs> he, he did. Now I'm going to point out that one thing that is not mirroring last year is he is not walking and the plate discipline has not been all that improved. Yeah, he's making a little bit more contact, but I would say that he is not showing us anything special. And I'm digging up the 2018 line and spitting it right back at you. I mean, he has a, oh, I'm not
1: saying, don't you spit in, it in a nice way. I'm not saying I, I'm buying. He has a 448 BABIP, So, he could drop 150 points off his batting average the rest of the season. Two walks in 22 games. I, I, you gotta sell. I'm not saying you dump him, but
0: you gotta trade Tim Anderson in your leagues, people. I will geeky stat it up just to tell people what I'm at, getting at. The geeky stat of the day? Holy freak out! The geek is gone, berserk. Eric, you know I love the chase rate. The chase rate is the percentage of times the player swings at a pitch outside the rulebook strike zone. Last year he did it 40% of the time. This year, 46% it has increased.
1: Yeah, this seems obvious to me that nobody can keep going like this. But he has five homers and ten steals. So if Tim Anderson ended up with, like, 24 homers and 30 steals and batted 240, that's like a pumped-up Ian Desmond year, that can happen. Tim Anderson can do that. He can keep running, even if he's not getting on base the final five months.
0: I'm more concerned about the steals than I am the homers. I like where you're going with that in that ballpark, but I don't think the steals can come if he walks this infrequently. When the Babbitt regresses, it's going to be harsh.
1: All right, everybody, this is your official reminder that Mother's Day is Sunday, May 12th, and we're letting you know ahead of time so you don't have any excuses if you're rushing for a gift at the last minute. Make your mom proud and show her you care for something sweet and unique. If you're like us and wondering what you should get her or any of the moms in your life, then head over to Edible.com and check out some of the options these folks have. Edible Arrangements can make anything, from chocolate-dipped strawberry boxes all the way to handcrafted fruit arrangements. They're delicious, easy to share, and they bring people together. And not to mention, Edible only uses high-quality ingredients. so No matter what you get, it'll be made with the freshest fruit available and dipped in rich indulgent chocolate. I'm hungry. With Mother's Day-themed arrangements and fruit boxes, it'll be a gift to remember. Again, it's... It's Sunday, May 12th. Don't get caught scrambling for a gift at the last minute. Order yours online at edible.com and have it delivered or stop by a store for same-day pickup. It is just that easy. Edible.com. And now it's the Closer Report.
0: The Closer Carousel.
1: Next save for the
0: Tampa Bay Rays, Tristan. Mm, <laughs> hold on. Let me get my dartboard or my yeah. uh, isn't ping-pong ball thing. I, I think I, it's I, literally I, that. I
1: thought Emilio Pagan was a little bit of a different pitcher. I thought he was a failed starter. I didn't realize he was a closer in in the minors. That was like five years ago. He's pitching really well now. And Kevin Cash is saying, well, you know, I can use Alvarado and Diario Castillo earlier in games, or I can use any and then give the next guy a day off. Pagan had three saves last week. Um, He didn't get Sundays, but he got Saturdays, and those guys pitched in the eighth. That's when I thought, okay, now it's something going on. I think it's Pagan.
0: I don't. I think it's a three-man committee where it's going to be entirely matchups. And unfortunately, that does mean because of the lesser number of lefties in baseball, including the hitting side, everybody talks about the pitching, Alvarado's going to have a very difficult time finding himself in the last out of the ninth. I I see where you're going with Pagan. There will be saves, but I, I think Castillo's a better pitcher. So Tampa
1: Bay's got three guys in a committee. What do you call a team's bullpen with nobody that's in the committee? How about those Atlanta Braves right now? <laughs> I, I AJ Minter was terrible on Saturday. He's been terrible most of the season. And then on Sunday, he gives up a couple of hits and gets pulled for Luke Jackson of all people. I guess Minter's next up, but man, they got to do something because Minter's just bad right now.
0: So they're going to make the call to Craig Kimbrell. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but even if they do, that's still another month. He's not ready. So I, I guess. Um, what I'm asking you is, would you rather roster right now A.J. Minter or Emilio Pagan?
0: You have one spot. Yeah, I, I think in this case, it's a very it's, it's a simple and strong case to be made for Pagan. Um, He'll just I, pitch better. I don't think anybody's in this position. I think the only place in which anybody could be in this position is, I'd say, a 12-team mix. Not even our standard game. I, I think these both are going to wind up right at the cut in the 10-teamers.
1: You know, and know if that's amazing? the case, why swap them? Minter is not on the most drop list. Um, and that's, that I means he's not even been dropped at all. I don't understand that at all. Now, I'm not saying I would drop him. He's the clear closer. For now. Unless it's Luke Jackson, which it can't be.
0: Isn't he rostered in something like 30 to 35% of leagues anyway? He
1: just, his movement hasn't changed over the past week at all, which is incredible. I mean, like, the obvious guys are being dropped. Cody Allen, uh, Matt Barnes. He's not closing. Jose Leclerc, who's probably still Texas's closer, but didn't get a save chance. Nobody on Texas did in the past week because they kept winning by too
0: much. Um, those theory? guys are being dropped I'll give you the theory on, on why Minter's not being dropped The Braves also And it's only on the pitching side really here Have an extraordinary schedule uh, Minter has to step up this week This is make or break week
1: And Jeremy Jeffers of Milwaukee Does not look good So I guess
0: it's Josh Hader alone Right. I guess, yeah. I mean, it's one game he's pitched at a five, I believe it is, with a lead. He hasn't pitched on the ninth yet, Jeffress. Yeah, and wrong. that was a bad, bad setback when it's the first time you're put in a game where you have a lead and, you know, you need to lock things down. Uh, briefly, some
1: stuff from Sunday. Reynaldo Lopez, 14 strikeouts over six innings. That's quite a performance. Uh, not efficient, but it's a lot of strikeouts. His past three outings have been good against bad offenses. His first three outings were bad against good offenses. And what is Reynaldo Lopez?
0: Is he a guy you stash away? Until later, or do you just ignore? Uh, I don't know that I could put him comfortably in either. I think he's perhaps a... I don't think I could even say he's a streamer. I'm not sure <laughs> he's a streamer. I, I don't even know what I could define him as because I can't predict when I'm going to be able to use him. The velocity is down a little bit. That came up in one of my early April reports when I was trying to do the velocity comparisons, and then all of a sudden he he jumps right back with a lot more electric stuff in that one game. It's almost as if he's the less appealing version of Chris Sale. You just really don't know what you're going to get. So feel free. Take a flyer. But I don't... I don't feel comfortable starting him. I mean, do you yet? No, not at all.
1: Uh, but I thought the question needed to be
0: asked. I think it's a very valid question. I, I th- it's a it's a great first step of twenty nineteen for him.
1: Renato Lopez versus Zach Eflin. Don't you have to take Zach Eflin? Although he 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 was good yesterday, but he wasn't good in previous outings. So I don't really know what to make of him.
0: But I, I'd say you're right. I think it's Eflin, and and National League versus American League has a bit of a, a weight there.
1: Um, Hunter Pence, any interest at all? Homer knocked in four yesterday. He's hitting. He's doing well, and he is playing. Like, Willie Calhoun's never going to play. Like, if you, <sighs> if you were rostering Willie Calhoun, and, and we can sigh at that, but, like, maybe he doesn't deserve it. Not every prospect makes it. In fact, like, 8 out of 10 prospects don't become top 100 fantasy players. Is that fair? Like, 8 out of 10 hitters? That we think are top fantasy prospects.
0: You know, I'll bet people listening are going to say that's crazy to throw that number at it, but the truth is, I think that that a, a lot of the guys who do make it aren't in that prospect bucket exactly. in the first place. So you're probably right on if you take just like the top hundred prospects list. It it the the, the the rate of failure is extremely high. Calhoun. Oh, let's get back to Pence. I've seen some interesting th- stuff from him, and 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 I would be on board if the league is deep enough. In our game, no way. I I just I don't think the role is firm enough for him.
1: Eric Sogard's hitting well, people are adding him. That's probably a mistake. I'd rather add Lestel, although I really wouldn't rather add either one. Uh, right? I like, yeah. I would agree with that. Um, any other pitchers that are being added? Anybody that did anything yesterday? John Means. I guess we'll get to that in the as we preview. Well, we can preview the week right now. John Means is a two-start starter this week. Um, I've ignored him. I did not bid anything on him. Um, I, he's a Baltimore pitcher. That's kind of all I need to know. But do you like John Means? Does he
0: mean's anything to you? Not really, but he did catch my eye for the two-start matchups just because that they are favorable enough and he has pitched well enough. Means strength was good control in the minors. I really have nothing else for you to back him up. So, yeah, if, you, if you're rolling the dice because you need volume, okay.
1: I'd rather have Mike Soroka this week. Oh, um, yeah, without, but he's he's long gone. He's not long gone. He's available in a lot of his fan leagues. Yeah, most.
0: Like, 30, like
1: 30%. He's rostered in 30%. Not he, available in thirty. Who's the guy in the Braves who I put
0: down as rostered? Let me, in let me look. I, I want to make sure I'm not wrong here. I could be wrong. Could no, be wrong. I, and I could too. That's why I remember one was one was at thirty percent. Uh, I remember.
1: Oh, Soroka's rostered in twenty two point seven percent.
0: Oh wow, 22. that's a that's a slam dunk.
1: Readily available. Yeah. I mean, the pitchers that are on the most added list means Caleb Smith, Luke Weaver uh Domingo Herman, Frankie Montas, Soroka, Mike Minor. Wow, did you see that Mike Minor outing? Do we have to start buying Mike Minor?
0: This is ridiculous. Yeah, we've actually we brought up Minor a couple of times on the show. I know, and I, I kept I kept saying no. It doesn't th- I mean he's a Texas Rangers pitcher who doesn't have an elite strikeout rate. So I get it, but he's pitched very effectively for a year and a month.
1: All right, so Monday on ESPN you can catch the Athletics and the Red Sox, Frankie Montas and Eduardo Rodriguez, and Erod has pitched better of late and he should be the guy, maybe the guy that we a lot of us think he can be. Um Zach Davies and Kyle Freeland. So Kyle Freeland comes off the injury list to face Milwaukee. Yelich might not play, he left yesterday's games with back spasms, but Freeland is a by low guy. I think we would agree with that.
2: So uh, what ESPN, is that.
1: Well, I mean, what he did last year might have been a bit too much, but... Give me a
0: threshold number. Remove the stars.
1: wins. Yeah, but but give um, me a threshold number. Top 50. Kyle Freeland's a top 50 starting pitcher. Fantasy. Okay. I mean, I don't want to say top 20. A lot of people would. Yeah, I, th- <laughs> but, I think you're right. Take on. out the 17 wins, and Kyle Freeland can e- should easily be a top 50 starter. I mean, he should be in the
0: 30s. Yeah, I mean, you know I don't typically like and invest a lot in players like this, but I think, I think you've got the right number there. I think he can get in that top 50.
1: ESPN Plus has the opener Ryan Stanek against uh the ace, Brad Keller. Uh Kansas City's ace. Now used him today. We <laughs> no. gotta
0: note Yanni Chernos. He will pitch in this game. Right, he's gonna Cernos. be the five
1: inning guy from inning two to six.
0: And then he will probably also do it again, if not start a game during the weekend. I love Yanni Chernos this week.
1: Yeah, I I agree. He's a very good pitcher. I just activated him in my sim league too. Tuesday again, no day games. Oh, come on. At least give us one day game every day, please. Not yeah. that we can watch it since we'll be at the uh Fantasy football summit. I've done it on um, my phone. ESPN Plus late at night as Walker Bueller and Drew Pomerantz. Uh, what
0: do you think of Walker Bueller? Top 20 starter still, or are you like fading a little? I'm fading a little because this feels like the, the typical young pitcher adjustment period, but I absolutely love his stuff. The only concern I ever had about Bueller breaking into the majors was the durability question, and I don't think that's what's being raised at the beginning of the year. So I am a buy low guy.
1: Are you adding Griffin Canning for the week? He's an Angels top prospect, good right handed starter, but not expected to be an ace by any means. He's like a mid-rotation guy. It's supposed to start Tuesday against Toronto, against Vlad. It's at home. Um, I advised somebody on Twitter to not add Canning and dump. I can't remember who they wanted to dump. It might have been Steven Matz, who again, I keep telling everybody I, I like. Um, and he pitched well again this weekend but canning is he what, what do you do with starting pitchers that are minor leaguers and caught we know to activate vlad
0: and Tetis and guys like that do you activate starting pitchers right away or do you wait it, the context matters here uh, in our game, no, not a chance. I will point out that my research in the past had showed that the debuting pitcher, especially the, more, you know, the most talented ones, do get an advantage against hitters. The problem that they face is, other than the, the initial debut jitters, the nervous, nervousness we've seen with a couple of cases, they don't go deep into games. So I see where you're going at with, you know, advising not to pick him up and start him. But he has been great with the command in AAA. I am interested here. If it's a 15-plus team mixed, if it's an AL only, I will add and start him.
1: Wednesday, a bunch of day games. Um, ESPN Plus at night has Anthony DiSclefani and Jake DeGrom. ESPN TV at night has Houston, Minnesota, Kyle McHugh, Martin Perez. McHugh, you should want to have active. Even though Minnesota hits a lot of home runs and McHugh gave up a lot in his last outing. Uh, Jake DeGrom versus Chris Sale. I kind of touched on this in my blog entry today. Maybe it's up. Um, What do you do here? Like, DeGrom's issue, he was bad on Friday night against Milwaukee, and I think that elbow's still barking, to use a word the Mets use, because they don't know what the real word is. And Sale is 0-5, although he pitched fine yesterday. Like, I still buy low on both, don't you?
0: I mean, he pitched fine, sailed it with the final line, but it was a very erratic outing, which is it. it that start actually defined the entirety of his year. So I don't want to I don't want to hang my head on that being the good step forward for him. I'm going to Grom here. I'm trusting what Stefania Bell said on the last show. She said it was OK. I feel great. I'm sure it'll all go fantastic. Uh, DeGrom, by the way. I'd love to see him get a routine in here where he's, been, he has been dealing with a lot of tough weather in the New York area so far at this point in the year. I'd like to see him just get on a regular routine already. Cause I think it'll be great.
1: I agree. All right. Coming over to this, the great hash browns. All right, Kyle, I'm sure there are myriad questions. Let's get some answers.
2: Yeah, we actually got a few on Domingo Herman. Zach's wondering what his ceiling is. We've seen great production, but the competition's been lackluster thus far. It's all you, Tristan. He's a
1: Yankee. Um, does he? <laughs> well, does he continue to pitch well, and does he stick around in the
0: rotation? Is this like Carter Kaibu? I don't know. There's no decision that I made in a draft this preseason that I was more angry at myself over and immediately than letting Domingo Herman go in al only labor. So annoyed about it because uh, I, I wrote, I believe it was the Kings of Command column, that he misses bats, and that's a skill that can play. And that's what we have seen so far from him. So I do buy. I think that, and he looks like he's locked into the rotation. I think the upside is potentially that of a top 30 starter. That's the ceiling.
1: What's your lead in ALA? Where is it like 20 points or is it 30 or is it only down to 10?
0: Actually, I didn't check my morning update, but I was in second place yesterday. But I've been hovering between 5-6.
1: You're winning the Office League. You're winning the Vampire League.
0: Is there a league you're not like in the top three? Yes, my Points League. The one where okay. I've allowed the most points by leaps and bounds. I'm 1-2-1. Uh, and one. <sighs> How awful. <laughs> I was 0-2-1 last week. <laughs> Hey, how are you o two and one in one week? All right so I'll give you honesty on this one. I have uh, the nine team local NL only I have I'm in last place.
1: Okay where okay. when you so You're one of your kids drafted that team? no actually or did, I
2: did I Did
0: I <laughs> actually I've got everybody who started slowly if they're you know I went with the all hitting no pitching thing and every hitter that I took is every National League hitter is off yeah. to a slow start you know
1: I gotta say in our office league I kind of got the same thing going on like I have a really good offense that just has not hit at all and then I've got a couple Cubs a couple Red Sox pitchers and that'll do it
0: for the you know my year raise like still over six all all right, I want to see who you have on here I'll bet they're the same players
1: they might be. I mean, like, it's not a bad team. It's not going to win. Okay, I, 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 I understand that, but I don't think this team is that bad.
0: <laughs> you you like, cursed your team with the name. That's one thing.
1: Why did I? Well, I called the team yuck.
0: Well, because <laughs> during the draft and <laughs> actually, I like this offense. Like,
1: like I know you told me not to take Travis Shaw, but I liked them. I like Benintendi. I hit right on Domingo Santana. Nicholas Castellanos, people are angry on Twitter. They want to drop him. I don't yeah. think that's a good idea. I really don't. Actually, but, the common
0: thread we have on that NL only team is
1: Matt Carpenter. And there's no way I'm cutting him.
0: Well, yeah. Look
1: obviously. what happened last year, people. Like, a lot of these guys are going to get hot. So I got just Rizzo, had list. In.
0: I got Aguilar. Uh, i trying to think of See, now, else. Aguilar I might move on from. That's just, well, that's just different. That's my worst hitter. All right. Well, that was my wor- My the one, the, the cheapest guy at the end among my offense. I was going well, other than my catcher. I was going nuts for offense and <laughs> it just haven't. It hasn't panned out. Jeez, this is a this kitchen stuff. All right,
1: I'm getting. Oh, back.
0: I've Ian Desmond too. Yeah, I'm with you on him. I, I have him also. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. That's part I, of his
2: genius interest in Tristan. He can put all the bad picks on one team so it doesn't sour multiple. <laughs> 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 uh, I'll get
1: you. I'll get you. <laughs> So weird. All right, what's next?
2: <laughs> Ricky's wondering which of these young pitchers can be an ace over the next three seasons. He's got four guys he likes. Musgrove, Paddock, Glasnow, or Soraka?
1: All of them. Yes.
2: All of them. Sold. Easy answer. Who's well, got the I lowest? mean, I
1: get, we'll rank them for him, but yeah. I think, and when we say ace, what does that mean? That means top 20 to
2: me. To me, let's go top 10. Like, number one pitcher in a 10-team league. Who can be the leader of your fantasy staff?
0: I don't think any of these guys are going to be top 10 starters. Let's okay. split the difference. 15 because there are 15 team mixed. Sure. I
1: will rank them for the next three seasons. Um, Paddock, Glassnow, Musgrove, Soroka. And Soroka's last because of the shoulder concerns from last year. That's the only reason. But so I'll go Paddock 1, Glassnow 2, Musgrove 3, Soroka 4. Okay and mean?
0: I I have an ex- I have a difficult time disagreeing with your order. Uh I I might go Glasnow uh over Paddock. I I feel a little bit safer in the durability and volume coming from Glasnow because of Paddock's Tommy John surgery and the limited pro innings. Uh I don't think I don't think Musgrove ceiling is in the top 15. Really? I don't I think he'll be consistent 2025 in the you know the best case is that for the next I three kind years. of
1: agree and I was watching that game against the Dodgers over the weekend he was rolling along and then it's like one bad inning and he he was left in too long too that was the other thing about that inning I don't know I, I pitchers arms don't just fall off when they hit their 100th pitch okay it's not like that at 99 pitches they're fine at 100 they're bad no and, I, and managers continue to manage this way but Musgrove like when that inning was going on it was like the 7th I was like uh get him out get him out and it was too late mm-hmm. but I like Musgrove He's yeah. probably, I mean, I would say right now I'd rather have Glass now than Musgrove, than Paddock, than Soroka, but it's close. Um, anyway.
0: Paddock, I, I want to really, uh, the, the Shoe for the Moon guy, I would love to just say it's Paddock here and be done with it. By the way, it's, it feels like we have hate here for Soroka. Do you no. agree that, that the worry is, it's it's the Injury. durability question? Yeah,
1: yeah. they have a million starters. The sho- It's a shoulder, that's... Like I feel better about the guy coming back from Tommy John than I do the guy coming back from the shoulder issues
0: is that weird yeah no i I agree with that paddock paddock, by the way, the combo beneath uh, beneath between the first of all the change up's great, but the 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 lightning stuff versus the change of pace, I love that balance for paddock
1: and the ballpark that helps you know, yeah it should yeah, help
0: yeah
1: um, by the way, everyone, this show is sponsored by the fine folks at SeatGeek. The ticket industry has not changed in a long time there are a bunch of big companies who have been around forever, but they don't really care about making the experience easier for the customer. Well, SeatGeek does. SeatGeek is a ticket company where the customer comes first with more than 50,000 five-star reviews in the App Store. SeatGeek is focused on making your experience as easy as possible. SeatGeek pulls in millions of tickets from all over the web, and they rate each deal on a scale of 1 to 10, Display them on an interactive seat map, so it's simple to find what you're looking for. Green dots are good deals, and red dots are overpriced, and every purchase is fully guaranteed. So you can shop for tickets with confidence. And we all have the SeatGeek app on our phones, and it is by far the easiest way we have found to shop for tickets. In fact, Tristan and I recently used SeatGeek to attend a baseball game, and the app was easy to use. We love the green dots versus the red dots thing. And, of course, good food was ingested at this game. Best of all, our listeners get $10 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Now, SeatGeek supports our show, so we hope you will support them as well. Use our promo code FFB for $10 off your first purchase. You can use that for concert tickets, sports, comedy, whatever you want. If it's on SeatGeek, you can use it there. Remember, that's promo code FFB for $10 off on your first purchase at SeatGeek. All right,
2: what's next, Kyle? Already, Luke Martin wants to know if he's crazy for getting sucked back into the Jason Hayward experience this year.
1: That's our friend of the show, Luke Martin, who loves all the fantasy focused podcasts, I believe, right? Um, mm-hmm. yep. Jason Hayward, why, why are we getting sucked in? It basically, he has a good start to his season and we're left to decide if something has changed. Is he hitting more fly balls? Um, is he more likely to keep stealing bases because he didn't steal bases ever, right? And well, he used to obviously, but I mean, ever in the past two years, Did he steal like one base last year or something crazy like that. And he had a, a full season. He didn't hit for any power. Oh, my goodness. I'm looking at his numbers now. I Now, the thing that jumps out to me, 17 walks versus 12 strikeouts, that's a thing. This is not, like, all Babbitt-fueled. In fact, it's not Babbitt-fueled at all. No, it's not. This is a guy who is taking pitches, swinging at the right pitches, and deciding to steal bases. And the five home runs is nice, too. Although, I don't think he's hit maybe one in the past, like, two or three weeks. So, but... I don't really want to buy. I, I don't think Jason Hayward is going to end up a top 50 fantasy outfielder. Do you? Top
0: 50. Uh, he
1: would have to end up hitting close to 300 because we don't think he's hitting 20 home runs or stealing 15 bases. So he, he would have to have like a Nick Marcakis type season with the batting average in order to be a top 50 outfielder, I think.
0: Right. But but Marcakis did that. It's And, and that's a great uh, comparable example of the path to get there. It's the boring path to the top 50. I'm good with comps like that. You notice that, like, on these shows? Like,
1: I never think about it beforehand. Off the I, top I
2: of your head, it's amazing. I yeah. think about him and can't get him as good as you should do.
1: I never think of Jason Hayward, but when I'm looking at potential numbers, I'm like, that could be Marquecas, although he can't knock in 90 runs. But, like, what's the best Hayward could do? Like, like 15 homers, 60 RBI, 12 steals, 300? I guess he could get a 300 if he keeps walking, but no, Luke, I... I I don't know who's available in your league, but let's look at the outfielders, outfielders being added and dropped. There's gotta be somebody you'd rather. Like, Dwight Smith Jr. is not that guy. Josh Reddick probably is, but he doesn't play enough games. I'm Alex Gordon over Reddick. Uh, I think it's close. How about Brett Gardner? That's a low batting average guy, but same power and steals, right? Mm-hmm. He won't hit third for much longer when they start getting the
0: players back. Yeah, I mean, Gardner's going to Gardner's going to beat Hayward. I mean, obviously injury things, but whatever. Uh, he's going to have more steals. I don't
1: see a lot of players here on this most added list in the outfield that I would rather have than Hayward, and that's not because I love Hayward. It's like Cole Calhoun. Verdugo doesn't play enough. Eric Thames, no. Danny Santana, we've been over.
0: Um, I, I like your theory of Marquecas a lot. It is not the player comp. It is the way that you get to the outcome. I like where you are going. Why are you giving up on that? What is the best case scenario for, for Hayward? If he has figured it out enough that he's making the elite contact, because that's all it is. And that walk and strike numbers, the underlying numbers don't support them to an extreme. They are a little improved in terms of the chase rate. They're a little bit improved in terms of the contact rate. But he's been going in that direction anyway. So 320 homers, I would say, is the best case scenario. But yeah. if this guy's a 285, let's say from today forward, he bets 285. He hits you 11 more home runs. He steals you six bases. Are you really going to complain about it? No, but he's not fun. He's not fun to roster. <laughs> Markakis <laughs> will win you a league without being fun. Last year's Marquecus can do that, especially in points, things leaning in that direction. And Jason Hayward's going to have a lot of value in that format comparative to Roto. All
2: right, what's next? All right, we've got two more questions. Trey wants to know what two pitching statistics... You hone in on one, trying to evaluate a pitcher in the early going. <sighs> um,
1: strikeout percentage is actually better than K9. Um, so I do look at that. I'm looking at walks, fly ball rate to some degree. If you're giving up home runs, it's, it's hard for me to invest unless they're all solos. Tristan, what do you look at?
0: Uh, I would say the two you haven't mentioned are swinging strike rate tied to K rate, as you mentioned. And I also think at this stage, Kyle, since you added that little tack on velocity.
1: Mm, Yeah, I'm looking for velocity changes. I'm looking for like, what is a pitcher doing different than they did in the past? Like I did this with Joe Musgrove two weeks ago. Why is why is it all working? Why is he not allowing home runs? Um, is he throwing his pitches differently? I did this with raise Iglesias when his slider was going slower than it used to. And then the next outing, of course it was faster. Um, you know, I do this with a lot of like, what, what changed with Chris Bryant. We talked about it last week. He's still hitting okay to the opposite field, but he can't pull anything. So, but like swing strike percentage. And as Tristan mentioned, I, and as I mentioned the, um, strikeout, I want to see strikeouts, but I, I want to see velocity changes. Mm-hmm. Any pictures off the top of your head with, like, velocity changes that we need to know, the still?
0: No, I we have enough sample. You know what? I'll dig up a comparative thing today. No, I mean, I, I don't want to hold like put you on the spot. I, I, I'm i just trying to, like... Lopez was one of the ones on my original list. Chris Sale was one that I had originally on the list. Oh, uh, there was a... Oh, who was the guy who had the, the velocity increase that I...
1: Like, nothing's changed with Mike Minor from last year, which I have a really hard time buying because he's, he's a veteran guy. Oh, he was fine. He was usable. He was mm-hmm. not... Was he a top fifty starter last year? Probably not. I mean, if you take wins and like, but he didn't win a lot of games, did he? Let me look at his numbers. I I, I don't think I don't that think like
0: he got there, but he might have. Been like his
1: world. ERA was so high, and he won only he won twelve games. His ERA was over four. Now his WHIP was good, but that was not a lot of strikeouts. He didn't. He only made twenty eight starts. See the I Jason have, Hayward of
2: pitchers? Huh.
1: <laughs> no, the, the so Jason Hayward of pitchers would be a guy who. See that's, that you can't do that because like pitchers can hurt you where hitters can't. Sure. Like, unless sure. it's Joey Gallo's batting but,
0: average. But but what pitcher gets you to the finish line by being boring?
1: I guess Miner does that in a way. I, I when I think of boring among starting pitchers, he's not the name that comes to mind. Let Mark me see.
2: Burley used to be my guy.
1: My yeah, he was. Boring, he was boring yeah.
0: until you know, my all favorite, Jamie Moyer. Sure, sure. Oh, I love that. You can still Jamie get a diamond. Warren.
2: If you put him in a game, he gives you four innings today. You know,
0: the,
1: there's two guys that jump to mind to me. One is Zach Eflin, because I don't think he's going to be a big strikeout guy. Uh-huh. You know who's boring but effective until his last outing? Trevor Williams is that guy. I don't want to argue like we did last show. But <laughs> he's he's boring yeah. but effective. I mean, Eikhoff and Eflin could be that guy for the Phillies. I, I think maybe Wade Miley could be like Burley. It's no strikeouts, people. But right. like he's going to have a good ear and whip. Wade Miley, I kind of and Zach Davies, they're both going to be like three seventy five ERA. I think that's boring but effective.
0: Kyle, I guess uh, that's like Hayward. I guess I don't remember who asked it because it's not on your list here. But uh, somebody had asked us about Miles Michaelis. Yes, yes. Is he
2: good or just not? That's yes. a good question. question. He was well, in my note. Is he any good? Or was last year the best season we see by far from him?
0: This is the Trevor Williams lesson. Miles Michaelis is the Trevor Williams lesson these guys do have a good amount of value but when it falls apart it falls apart hard but do you think Michaelis is falling apart I don't think that it's just a rough start but but when things slip for the guys who don't miss bats they fall hard it's not you know I mean there's there's nothing to hang your hat on at all with these players when things are not going well It's the Matt Cain thing. Matt Cain. When Matt Cain stopped performing, he fell off a cliff. That's the reason those guys scare me. Wow, you're
1: old. I don't even remember Matt Cain.
0: I went back in time. I built a time machine. That was what I was up to this weekend. You'd like to use the raven eyes to look back. Nah, you don't know what I'm about. <laughs> Now I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, let's get a couple more questions.
2: Yeah, we've here. got a last one here. Bill, you guys talked about Yandy Diaz earlier in the show. He wants to know what his best season of his career looks like. He's invested in a keeper league. Oh, jeez. Love Yandy Diaz. Um,
1: 300 with 25 home runs, or is that not high enough of a ceiling for him? I don't want to get too crazy. I, the reason why I like... <laughs> the reason why I'm so happy... About the ones I hit on, like Yandy Diaz and, and Domingo Santana. Not because they're gonna end up as like top 50 fantasy hitters, although they both might. Just because I was able to get them in deep leagues. Like the Christian Walker thing, like I didn't draft him in a 10 team standard, but I got him in like a 12 team and only. That's what excites me is, is getting a player like Yandy Diaz in a really deep league because other people are taking Jason Hayward. <laughs> I, I would rather take a shot on a guy who I really like with upside and yandy diaz looks like a legit guy like who could hit 300 with 25 homers this year
0: so i guess his ceiling has to be high is his ceiling a batting title mm, I, i'm not I, this is a, a very unusual player and he's, he's not, not a bad big young. ceiling guy yeah. he's
1: he's and and his floor is high like he's going to be
0: a good player for like 6 or 7 years well, who hits for average and some power but you just said it his floor is high but his ceiling might not be all that high either his ceiling might actually be very low this guy's never had a a a sub 52 percent ground ball rate including this year it's i think it's it's 56 percent 56 percent so far But, but when it goes in the air it's leaving now right but does it now if i mentioned yelich earlier if what Diaz is doing in Tampa, if this is a big project of theirs and you, you project it forward a couple of years, have you seen what Yelich is doing? He is actually decreasing that ground ball rate. If Diaz follows that path, then we have to change our homers, long-term projections. I, exactly. I can't
1: see that. Yeah, but I, what, I, I, I but, see Yandy Diaz as a, a consistent, capable 25 homer. That's 290 guy
0: for the next couple of years. Except that I don't even know that we could say either category is one that has the higher ceiling. This guy could be a 320 hitter who hits 15, or he could be a, as you said, 290 who hits your home run number, or he could have more than that. You're right. No, you're you're absolutely right. And he's still available in almost 60% of ESPN leagues.
1: Like I would take Andy over Hunter Dozier. Would you and take I Andy Dozier, over Dozier? And but I, I like Dozier are a little, but Dozier's going to have like a hollow 250, not hollow. He's going to bat 250 with like 20, 22 home runs.
0: Diaz is, is a very interesting project. That's that's what's great about him.
1: I see my boy Michael Chavis. Three homers in his first week.
0: Yeah, I want that second base eligibility. I added him everywhere. So Apology I, I, lead.
1: I signed him in tout. I couldn't believe how cheap he was in tout. How much? Next. Seven? Wait, wait A, a seven? week ago. Not yesterday. Eight days ago. Seven out of a thousand? Yes. That's insane. I put in like a really low bid and I was like, oh, I'm probably not going to get him, but like I'm really being careful with my money, although nobody else is. Wow. And I got him for seven
0: dollars. Wow. And I, and in that league, you have to activate him right away, and he had three homers in the first week. Yeah, you know, not man. to get carried away with what Shavis could, could provide for you, but, but seven, I mean, that's, that's throwing the dart and hitting. It's gonna be interesting because, um,
1: they're getting their other second baseman back soon. So what's gonna ha- is Shavis gonna to go to the minors? You know, by the way, at third base, um, his name, Devers, Devers defensively looks horrendous. And he needs to be platooned. I bet Shavis
0: stays in the majors and platoons with him. Yeah, it's because Devers is horrendous defensively. <laughs> yeah, but he, he shouldn't be this bad. He's been bad now for a long enough sample in the majors that I am concerned about that. But like you and I really liked him
1: six weeks ago, and I don't want to jump off that. I uh, that's him. not what we liked about him. We liked that he was batting third. But even batting sixth or seventh, I thought Devers was going to continue to make strides. He's really young. I think good things are in, in gonna happen, but like Boston can't mess around like with this. Like, if Shavus is hitting three homers a week, they got to play him, and he's not a second baseman; he's a third baseman, mm-hmm. and he's not even a good third baseman. So, they're if he keeps hitting, he'll keep playing, is what wow. I'm saying. And if you've got investment endeavors, I'm not saying run away yet. He's he's on the mo- most drop list in the ESPN leagues. He's down to seventy six percent rostered, and shave um, is mm-hmm. still at like five percent.
0: But we didn't love him because of the defense, and we did not love him because of the lineup spot. We love Devers because there is an awful lot of raw untapped power in that bat. There that's is. That's the only thing. We
1: that's like a 25 home run guy who's not hitting like it.
0: I think he's a 35 to 40 homer guy in the future. Oh, uh, that,
1: I think in time, but he's not. I thought, his he get, I thought he could have
0: I thought he could have gotten to 30 homers this year. He still can. Yeah. I, what are it, I, three, I, four I, weeks? It's four yeah, weeks. Yeah. Be, but I mean, that's... Be patient. Like the I. I could have seen a major jump forward for him coming this year, and it might it might well still happen. But as you said, there are there are holes in his game.
1: Um, There's probably holes in our game, too. We're done for today. Thank you so much for listening to our little show. I believe we'll be back on Thursday when we'll all be in Bucolic Bristol, Connecticut, recording really early in the morning to make sure this show gets out to everybody who wants to listen to it. Coffee! Uh, you will drink your coffee, and I will not.
0: Can I bring um, you many... a coffee, and it'll just sit there lonely on the desk? It will. I won't use it. I won't drink it. We'll just have the coffee throughout the show.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much. Now we're just, when we get to the wasting time portion of the show, it's time to stop. Thank you to Tristan and thank you to Kyle and to Arya Stark and to everybody else who makes this show great. She makes this show great. I am Eric. Have an awesome week. Everything is awesome. Coffee.